Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Lifelong friendships are truly special. Growing up with someone who's not blood-related, but family just the same, someone who holds you accountable and supports you through good and bad, that is a rare gift. And even rarer, creating art together and navigating multiple career paths while becoming closer than ever. That's the story of hip-hop duo Souls of Liberty. Joining me is Souls of Liberty's Tanilm Winmore. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. And the other half of Souls of Liberty, Ryan Brown, also known as Big Esco. Ryan, welcome. And thank you both for being here on St. Louis on the Air. Thanks for having us. So the cover of your new album is a picture of you two as kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Describe what's happening in the picture. I mean, where was it taken? And how old were you at the time, Ryan? Um, we were probably... 13 and 12. I want to say it was my 13th, yeah, it was 13th birthday. birthday party. Okay. So you probably were 11, actually. You probably haven't even turned 12 yet. Yeah, you're so old. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> 13 and 11. It was in my backyard uh-huh. in North St. Louis. Okay. And I think I might have had a sleepover or something like that Yeah. with him and my brother. So 11 and 13, is that's not when you started rapping together, right? I mean... We probably started rapping before that. Yeah. In terms of just, you know, our friendship and just growing up loving rap. So, yeah. But... Yeah, I, we were we were talking. We, we were, were talking about. We rap definitely there, were rapping and sure. consuming all the rap that we could that yeah. our parents yeah. may or may not have known about. Okay, so. <laughs> we were not Souls of Liberty yet. So I'll when when did that happen? When did Souls of Liberty? You know, how was it born? So and so, my big cousin, his name is his rap name is Pretty Russ. Uh, he was on a song with, with Keep Sweat called Twisted. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away in 2008. Mm-hmm. But he went platinum. He's from U City. A lot of people in the city know him. Yeah. And that kind of inspired me to take it more serious. And me and Ryan were always in his mother's basement at their house or in the attic trying to rap and do everything already. So I, I just kind of convinced him. Soldier Boy blew up. And we were like, you know what? We got to do this. Because okay. I feel like we feel like we rap a lot better than Soldier Boy. Uh-huh. And that was kind of us getting started. And I kind of forced him to rap with yeah. me. Yeah, because we had a period where it was like maybe middle school, early high school, where he would write a rap every day. And yeah, it was just sure. like... To know you did? He, yeah. They, oh. I think like my grandmother died. Everything is around death all of a sudden. But <laughs> yeah. My grandmother died my freshman year. And I feel like yeah. uh, we went to Metro High School or whatever. And I kind of just... That was my way of coping kind of with it and I just was just rewriting raps every yeah. day. Okay. And at that time I didn't know it but I was very much so like in the early stages of my like curation just like collecting magazines I was really starting to get into the culture in a different type of way. Mm-hmm. Like participate in it in okay. a different kind of way. And so he just knew that and so he would if I was ever inspired by rap I'd write to it too. I was always just kind of writing and doing stuff just in general and then like 2008 like he said we like put out a freestyle video on Facebook. Just put it out. Yep, what's up? It's Ryan Tanel. We rapping. We sold the liberty. Yeah. And because I think I was in history class 
And I heard about Sons of Liberty. Yeah, shout out to Mr. Chambers. Yeah, shout out to Mr. Attention. Chambers uh-huh. and IB History of America's. <laughs> and we learned about Sons of Liberty and how they were like fighting for America's freedom and all that stuff. So it just dawned on me. I was like, hmm, Souls of Liberty sounds like a rock band, which is something I wanted. I didn't want it to sound like a rap group. Oh. So, like, so let's have like just like a cool band name. Yeah, so yeah. So like Souls of Liberty is tight because it's like we're, we're fighting for like our soul. Yeah. It's almost like kind of how Childish Gambino got his name. Like, it don't really got bit. nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool. And we was just like, and then people started feeling like it actually fit who we were. Yeah. yeah. That was never the intention. Okay. It just happened. So did you all start performing together in in middle school or high school? Like, how did that all come about? Separately, actually. Yeah. Okay. So we always had the talent. So like, uh, we I had times where I did rap. Like, I even, for my fifth grade promotions, uh, I wrote a song and rapped uh, to Bow Wow. I want to thank, <laughs> thank you. you. I remixed oh, that. Okay. So like, we always would have times where you just rapping in the Black History program or doing yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And and then middle school for me, uh, shout out to uh, Shorty the Prince, who's now he's over at 104.1 in the okay. home team. Mm-hmm. But he was an eighth grader when I was a sixth grader. And he was like the only kid on the radio. So he was like a big deal. Uh. So it was like he was a rapper. So it was like I secretly rapped. <laughs> And so anytime anybody would, like, rap in a cypher or do this and that, like, I would go rap and do that. But, again, like, he was in elementary school. I was in middle school. I rapped another time, like, eighth grade, just, like, super randomly for, like, a Black History Month program or something like that. But it was, like, it wasn't a secret, but we were athletes. We were basketball players. Like, Mm. that's how people knew us for being basketball players, not for being artists. Okay. So clearly – I mean, and I'm uh, not a St. Louis native, as I've talked about a lot before. And in the last several months, we've talked a lot about particularly hip hop in St. Louis, right? Um, There is a legacy. You know people personally. I mean, like sixth grade, eighth grade, talking about a 104.1 DJ. That is very, it's hometown in such a, um, in such a natural way, in an organic way. I mean, is music then the thing that has kept the two of you close? Yes, yeah, I mean, I f- like, he's just my brother. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like beyond just the music, hip-hop is just our culture. You know what I mean? So We would talk about we rap, and we would talk about it regardless. Even yeah. if we decided to never put out another song, we would talk about rap, we would talk about beats, we would talk about lyrics. We would talk about people's careers. We would just yeah, do we that. Just, we're, we're fans of it. But you talk about our first iteration. So I would say the first 10,000 hours and maybe the <laughs> second. And in the first 10,000 hours, I feel like I was more instrumental in having us do the music. Yeah. And then mm. I kind of grew. Once we got more into the industry and saw what it was about, I stopped wanting to do it. And yeah. in this second, second phase, the 20,000 hours, where we at now, Ryan has been more pushing the music because he started DJing and doing different things and it helped me get my love back for doing the art in the way that we used to. Okay. So is that part of the reason there have been gaps in time between your albums? So you just mentioned um, 10,000 Hours, which was released in 2014. Your first album, though, was Carpe Diem Mm -hmm. in 2010. Then in 2018, they were surrounded by idiots. Mm -hmm. uh, And this... Most recent one, 20,000 Hours, Volume 1, Return of the Gods, was released just this year. So why have there been such gaps in time between each of these projects? 
We probably got two different answers. I'll give my answer. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Ryan? I think that uh, it's two parts. The first part is we're, we are not microwave artists. So it's just like we really create when we are inspired. So it was like we were having at that time early on a struggle and a push and a pull between like our families because it was like we went to the top 40 high school, all this other stuff. We want to rap. And we know we are right that we are very good at rap. Uh So it was like we could only rap part time. So it was like in between school, in the summer, outside of summer jobs. And then we were just we never had any help, really. Mm, No manager, no anything like that outside of uh, his other cousin, Cleva, who became our producer, engineer and stuff like that. But it's just really just us just trying to navigate and figure stuff out. And then the second thing to me is just like fatigue. We got to a point, like, after we struggled all the way through college and kept rapping, kept it up, we had an opportunity to open up for Wale in New York and Times Square, won this contest, did this big thing. But it was like we ran into the wall of, like, oh, we don't actually have any help. We don't have anybody shaking hands for us. We don't have anybody doing this and that, this okay. and that. It's really just Ryan and Tanel. Yeah. And so then it just was like, well, let's move to Chicago. Let's move away from home. Mm. And then that sent us on another trip, and it just was like, us it's just always just been us and so i think we got to the point to where like he talks about i realized that like so much had happened since we had left at home and just our journey in general that we kind of lost sight of what we were doing it for okay we never started rapping to make money but now all of a sudden everything was around the success of the group and the numbers and trying to get signed and all this other stuff and that's not what gave us the leverage and the fuel to go. Mm-hmm. It was the passion for the music and having something to say. Yeah. And so once I felt like I know we got something to say because we were rapping, like you said. Right. I'm like, no, it's time for us to say something because I think people are ready to hear us mm-hmm. again. To know? Yeah. Um, I would say, like he said, life. Life is happening at all times. And like a lot of rappers put on a facade of who they are and it's not really them and we know we found that out even more as we got deeper into the industry where it's like he might have a a twenty thousand dollar outfit on but he need to borrow a dollar to get some from a cheese sandwich or so you know what i mean so it's like we were i think for me that's what it was it's like i couldn't be fake this is really who we are we're really vulnerable in our art we're not just trying to make a hit record even though we got hit records you know what i mean (laughs) but so yeah that would be my thing is just dealing with life growing as men you know, especially being a black man in America, you had to we had to get knowledge of who we are as people. We had to grow. We had to we didn't you know, he mentions on the album we come from single mother homes and stuff like that. So it's like we didn't have guidance. You know, my, my big cousin who was in the industry, he died when I was in high school. So it's like the people who would have been there to help push us forward were not. Yeah. So we made up this path of being rappers. Mm-hmm. Like if we were just going to be like, we're going to go to school. We had opportunities to play college basketball and different levels and go get, you know, but it was like, that's not who we are. Yeah, yeah. We want to be us. And, yeah. and it's the, like you said, what you said, the social pressure of it's like your mother wants to get for you to get a degree. I finally went to school to get it <laughs> afterwards, but I dropped out to go pursue music and do certain things. And, you know, so it's like. Just life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and as far as life goes, I mean, the two of you, you have careers outside music. It's not the only thing that you do. Um, to know you're a teacher at mm-hmm. Metro High School and mm-hmm. a coach, right? Basketball I'm, I'm coach? the athletic director at Metro High School and I'm the bas- varsity basketball coach, yeah. And Ryan, you're a creative director and a copywriter. Mm-hmm. So how is it that those worlds come together 
And in in terms of your writing or your teaching, um, are those things impacted by hip hop or vice versa? Hip hop impacts everything. Okay. So it's just like that is the that is like my religion. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. can you, you can, give me an example of, of Allen Iverson? Okay. He's hip hop. Versus yeah. Michael Jordan, not really hip hop. Okay. Well, and I, I've Allen Iverson. It's um, what is it? it Forty two bars. Mm-hmm. There's yes. Yeah. But even in the way he looks, the way he presents himself, you know, what I mean, it's some people that can throw on a pair of tennis shoes and be cool. Some people that's got to wear dress shoes. Yeah. You know, like Steve Harvey, he's not really hip hop. <laughs> But yeah, Cedric the Entertainer, Cedric yeah. the Entertainer. Steve's lots of other things, yes. He is hip-hop. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Dave Chappelle is hip-hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's kind of that kind of thing. So, yeah, the hip-hop, it is central to who we are. And I think with it turning 50, mm-hmm. we've been able to see its maturation and its growth. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, hip-hop has a, can have a cane. Mm-hmm. Hip-hop can be a baby. Hip-hop yeah. can be in France. Hip-hop can be on the north side of St. Louis. It can be so many things. And I think before when it was just, rappers which it never was just rappers but when it was just perceived to be just rappers people tried to protect us from something that like we should have took more ownership on Mm. and i think like that was just a disconnect that like we were having generationally and even just like with our peers like we didn't grow up like though we grew up in the same city as everybody we didn't have the same taste as everybody Mm -hmm. Mm. like in high school we had this thing that we used to say uh surrounded by idiots it, yeah. That was one of the 2018 <laughs> like release, right? Yeah. Because yeah. that's how we felt being in St. Louis. Tattooed on me. That's oh, how we felt. that's permanent, dude. Yeah, that All is because right. that's real. Because we, we always say, we say it, you either, when you hear it, you either feel like one or you, you feel like you're surrounded by it. Yeah, There's yeah. really no black and white in between it. When okay. you hear it, you be like, I do feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's that's just always kind of been our thing. So we just try to really not force that, but like make sure creatively that we're sharing how we really feel because we know we represent almost like a silent group. Mm. And I think with the success of like Nelly and even now Sexy Red, shout out to Sexy, like, but it makes you feel like to become a commercial person or to do something mainstream, you have to only be the caricature, caricature, is that the word? Yeah. Of what people think a black person from St. Louis is. Mm-hmm. And we never wanted to do that, yeah. even though we are from those same... Mm-hmm. I've been on Margareta a many a day. I've been. I love those songs. I was at Country Grammar <laughs> video shoot. You know what I mean? So it's like, but at the same time, I'm me. And mm-hmm. but when you go, when you have an academic background coming from Metro, like you know, and stuff like that, people expect you to present yourself a certain way. It's like, oh, you're not a rapper. You're smart, and it's like rappers are smart. Yes, they are. <laughs> but uh, from perception, it's like, no, rappers kill people and sell drugs, and you know what I'm saying. And it's so we kind of have been trying to change the narrative, and yeah. even with me and my work. Me being hip-hop, hip-hop is about the babies. It's about the children. It's about the next generation. It's about teaching them. And so we learned and became the men we are because of the wisdom that we got from these raps and these songs. And so now we're attempting to do that in real life. It's about community. And with us going to Metro, I feel connected. So with the work that, Tanil, you do directly with students, um, what do they know about the music that you make and how does that connect you with them it makes me like the coolest teacher in the world (laughs) because it's because we're not super far removed from them like they're the generation behind us so i could relate to them more than say maybe a teacher who is a baby boomer Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because they experience and see the world differently so i think 
it br- it brings us closer. It makes me realize that I do have a connection with the youth and that they need to hear what I'm saying. But they they love it. Mm-hmm. They love. I mean, you if you go to Metro right now, you will see surrounded by idiot shirts all over the place and people. You know, <laughs> because we are we we are the same. We just a generation ahead of them, and yeah. so I think they look to us like you know people that they could trust to help them grow mm-hmm. and along on that journey. Yeah. That that connective tissue, I feel like, though, that's what hip-hop is because it's a language. It's what you dress. It's what you carry yourself. So, like, we're showing them that, like, yeah, you don't have to wear a collar shirt to be su- successful, bro. Because mm-hmm. y'all know me and y'all know that I'm living my life in a certain kind of way and doing certain kind of things. And every time y'all see me, I got on a hoodie, I got on a T-shirt. Um, y'all watch me on Instagram. Yeah. Y'all know I'm not, like, some, like, stiff I'm not not being myself. Yeah. And I feel like that confidence is something that we just try to really give them. Yeah. Confidence. We mm-hmm. want to give them confidence. You could be smart and not consider a lame or a nerd. You right. know what I mean? It's just like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like it normal. Yeah, yeah. You should be able to read. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> We're talking with Ryan Big Esco Brown and Tanil Winmore. Together, they're Souls of Liberty, a St. Louis hip-hop duo whose newest album, 20,000 Hours, Volume 1, Return of the Gods, has come out just this year. So let's listen to some of the, the music off this album, and I want to talk about a handful of them, too. Let's take a listen to 16 Zips from Souls of Liberty's new album, 20,000 Hours, Volume 1, Return of the Gods. The hustle is real. I'm not endorsing it. Do shit for a look. You can always tell who forcing it. It's unfortunate. I grew up at forcing it. Front porch with it. Then change you. And when corporate, it's too many bags to get and tax to pop. Show and prove, say less. Just be feeling away. But it's gonna stay on their chest. Check me, cause we playing chess. Real life, we really the best. Grew up where you wasn't that. We not about to glorify that. But know if it do come to that. Refined, but it could be that. We building these businesses up. The youth is gonna follow our steps. No dad, I follow myself. Survive no cereal milk. So fuck it, we making it flip. So fuck it, I'm taking them risks. And taking what come with this shit. Everybody judging the kids. Nobody gonna help them. Sh- they watching the moves you make. This point out we rich. Money a tool, you. You can take all from me. I stand on my tent and keep hustling shit. I'm a winner, I never could quit. Y'all beginners, I've been on this. You got money, you still a little They respect me wherever I've been. She know that she... And that was 16 Zips featuring Jay DeMall. It's one of the tracks off the new album from uh, Souls of Liberty. And that album is called 20,000 Hours, Volume 1, Return of the Gods. Does Zips refer to zip codes? Actually, it refers to an ounce of weed. Oh. Because 16 ounces... <laughs> is a pound. Oh, right. Okay. So I have, I've been educated. Well, Duly noted. They don't got zips in Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of a like a thought process of like when you're a, a young hustler and you got one pound. To a normal person, that seems like so much weed. Like, what do you need a pound of weed for? That's crazy, right? But then it's just like to that person, that's nothing because mm-hmm. they want more. Right. And so it's like, this like you when you're at that point, you got a decision to make. There's also a track called Watchin' featuring Shauna B. And mm-hmm. we talked earlier, you mentioned Sexy Red. There's this moment around St. Louis women and uh, St. Louis rappers. Mm-hmm. Who is Shauna B? 
Shauna B is a rapper from, I guess, like from the, the west, west side, side of St. Louis. Louis. Yeah, she went to Soldan High School. Yeah, and she's been around the scene probably around since like 2012, 13, 14, coming up with like uh, L.A. Foes, who's another prominent rapper in St. Louis. Free Foes. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear some of that track. Make that go viral like a TikTok. We don't want to see no black men shot. I'm just showing love. I got no ops. Stun on you on purpose. Hurting they feeling like they had a service. And we so off on front of these. I know I be having them nervous. Blowing on Piscotti. Louis on my person. How you run the city? Y'all is suburban. True power I lie. Do rag like my turban. Hey, watching all my moves. Jockin' on my moves, watching on my moves, jockin' on my moves, watching on my moves, jockin' on my moves. Yo, like me too, we poppin'. Now she all a boo, yeah. Hey, you, you. How did that come about, Shauna B being on this track? Was it made for her? Um, and if it wasn't, I'm glad she is because that's <laughs> when I turned up the volume. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, shout out to uh, Ray Ray and AR. They are two young men from U City who produced that track. Um, we linked up with them. I actually met Shauna B because I'm the creative director for a magazine here called Search Party. And um, we were just trying to make an art magazine and we wanted to include like an artist. And so I had read Shauna B's story previously because she was in a really bad car accident. And she was like really bad and like recovered from it. And I just kind of fell in love with her music and her story. So me and her connected that way. And I wasn't making music when we did the cover story and all that stuff. And then once we heard this beat and stuff, I was like, dang, we need to call Shauna. Cause it's like, this is a perfect track for her. Mm-hmm. And that's how I came about. Yeah, not only are we rappers, we are also great producers. Yes. Like we were really good at, because we listened to so much music in our life, we could hear people on certain things. And I, I just, like I said, we felt like she would be perfect for a song like that, her energy. Mm-hmm. And she did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, we made, we started it off and we brought her in and she's like a real pro. Yeah. Like, Literally. like I said, she could be just as big as Sexy Red. Like, mm-hmm. she is one of the best female rappers I've ever heard from the city. So, yeah. the next song I want to hear. To me, it has a 90s feel, like something that might have been part of like the basketball team warm-up music. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that is It's Up. Okay. Let's listen to a little bit of this. I'm home. Let me know what you got a taste for. It's a pre-roll, put a flame to it. Got me feeling like Jesus. Thank God it's sundress season. You know what I want. I need it. I need it. I need it. Smelling like Chanel. Baby, it's Chanel. You in the condo like it's a hotel. Pour it up. I ain't been tipsy in a while. Put some fuck up in your mouth. Let me blow you like a spouse. How you flying out of town? Just to hold it down. Feeling your vibe. Feeling your style. And I ain't seen you in a while. Give me the top that I've been dreaming Baby, about. Me. I need me some company. So that's It's Up. Am I hearing some interpolation of Danelle Jones's You Know What's Up featuring Lisa Left Eye Lopez from 99? You know what's up. (laughs) (laughs) I know what's up thanks to our producer, Maya Norfleet. She pointed it out and then I heard it. And then it even more so put me in that place where 
like being on the bus going to a game and listening to music through headphones. Yeah. Is that something you were going for at all? or? It's kind of, I feel like just it happened naturally. But I mean, we make life music. We always say that. So we make music in different moods. Like if it's a plate, we got vegetables, we got dessert, we got, you know, we got a bunch <laughs> of different things. So I think something, though, that was intentional about all of these songs from volume one is that we have never in our previous music really, we always worked with one producer. We kind of created our own sound that was adjacent to maybe what was commercially going on. Mm. And once we moved to Chicago, we just got an opportunity to just kind of live in at a studio we used to work at called At The Studio. Shout out to all those guys um, and girls. <laughs> but um, those people really just opened our ears up to so much more. Like we always know we could have rapped on that stuff. We just never tried. Okay. <laughs> it was that kind of a thing because we were going for our own thing. And so that really opened us up. And I think volume one is just kind of like a palette of like what you hear on the radio. Mm -hmm. Whatever you like, whatever your mood is, whatever you're kind of looking for from rappers, volume one, we're, we're back. Okay. But I can't see at halftime, I definitely could see people dancing. Like, oh, you know definitely. how the dancers come out? Uh -huh. Like, that is definitely Absolutely. a song when well, they just definitely. out there, you know. <laughs> one, two. Yeah. If it's not making you move, then. Then it's not, a city, it's not music. Oh, right, it's city. Right. They got one more home game. The title of this new album is 20,000 Hours, Volume 1, Return of the Gods. So if there's a Volume 1, Volume naturally. 2, naturally. Mm -hmm. But you said you are not microwave artists. Uh, will the next album be coming out sooner than in five years from now? Definitely. Definitely. Um, We're we finishing it up now, actually. And, oh, okay. And to that point of not being microwave artists, it's like it's songs that were, we've been working on, 20,000 hour series I would say for like two to three years mm -hmm. so even though this music is just now coming out I mean some of that music was from 2021 some of it's 2022 2023 it's just timeless yeah so yeah. that's kind of also a barometer for us too like we got songs that we can put out that sound super relevant today that we wrote five years ago mm -hmm. and that's just kind of but this is like our Star Wars. Okay. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> sure. It's yeah. going to be a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So the first one's Return of the Gods. We actually, the tentative title for volume two is Dev The Devil's Defeat. Oh. So, and that's, nobody knows that, but Jai now. So. Okay. Yeah, exclusive, exclusive. Yeah. Baby, come me. I need me some company. You can listen to the album and at full volume wherever you stream your music. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. We Thank appreciate you. you. Great time. Can't wait to come back. This episode was produced, recorded, and edited by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Dore. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you.
St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.